Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Welcome again to Victory Church Weekly Podcast. Pastor Mitch here. Hope you're doing well today. Isn't it great to know that every single day when you get up that God is always for you? If God be for us, Romans 8 says, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up freely for us all. How will he not with him also freely give us all things? That's an awesome, awesome promise. Hope you're doing well today and walking in the blessing and favor of God and uh, keeping your cares cast on him in this pressurized time. It's really also good to know that every single thing we need for our natural life and our spiritual life has already been provided by for us by the Lord Jesus. And it's our faith that receives it from him. Second Peter 1 verses 2 and 3 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, 2 Peter 1, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. When I read that life and godliness there in verse 3, 2 Peter 1, natural life, spiritual life. Listen, his divine power has given to us. That's past tense. His divine power has already given to us all things that pertain to life, natural life and spiritual life, godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. It's the word of God that fills in the blanks as to what Jesus has already provided for us. And it's, by, and it's faith in God's word that brings the spiritual and natural provisions that Jesus has made available into our lives. Ephesians 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So again, that's past tense. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. It's past tense. It's already happened. Everything we need for our natural life and spiritual life have already been provided in God by the Lord Jesus. And so again, it's you could say God's, um, uh, you know, Jesus is God's hand outstretched to us giving us every single thing that we need. And faith is our response to God's outstretched hand. We grasp hold of what Jesus has provided for us by faith. Everything we receive from God, we receive by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace you're saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So our our salvation by grace comes through our faith. So again, we've been talking about healing. We've been talking, and we'll continue that vein. 
Healing is available to the believer by faith. In the same way we exercise, mentioned it last time, faith for salvation, we also exercise faith for healing. The same sacrifice of Jesus that forgives our sins and the same faith that we receive forgiveness of sins can also be the same faith that that is the vehicle to bring the healing power of God to us and heal us of sickness and disease. We just must be willing to believe the Word of God over our five senses. Psalm 103, verse 3, who forgives all of our sins, who heals all of our diseases. Again, it's the will of God. If it's the will of God for me to be saved, It's likewise the will of God that I be raised up in health and walk in divine health. Isaiah 53, we looked at that in past podcasts. The great redemptive chapter reveals that Jesus took our sins and our sicknesses and diseases uh, on the cross when he when he uh, suffered in our place vicariously, and so uh, faith is like a muscle, and we and 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 muscles need to be exercised against a, a a resistance if you're going to get them to grow. So again, faith is like a muscle, and so you just have to ask yourself, where is your faith? Now you know I um, have routines of physical exercise that. I go through to uh, keep my body whole and well and active as I age. And, uh, you know, I've got some routines I go through to uh, exercise my muscles. I exercise my upper body muscles against resistances of various kinds. And you know what happens? I can tell that it brings great tension to the muscle. And if I'm eating protein and doing the things I need to do, all things being equal, that, that muscle is going to be toned and that muscle is, uh, is slowly going to grow. See, faith is the same way. Faith is like a muscle. You have muscles. All of us have the same amount of muscles in our bodies, but the degree of tension that that muscle can handle and the, gra- the, the, the uh, amount of uh, pressure that muscle can exercise against and move it is determined by the frequency in which we use those muscles and by the degree of the challenge we put against them. And faith is the same way in the spirit realm. Faith's like a muscle. It's got to be exercised against the challenges of life. Uh, to grow, uh, you know, if you're lifting weights, for instance, you don't start, you know, you don't start with, uh, you know, a uh, hundred pounds. You may start with fifteen pounds, ten pounds, whatever you can handle. Then you work your way up by repetition up to larger weights. And see, faith is the same way. Don't start with a gargantuan challenge that, oh my Lord, this is life and death. Start with something that's not life or death. So today. Today, my subject is, where is your faith? And there are different levels to faith. And we're going to look at these different levels in the Scripture. It'll take us some time to go through this. I think we'll probably get to one of them today. So the the New Testament talks about various levels of faith. How do I know that? Because it specifically mentions, listen, great faith, weak faith, strong faith, little faith, growing faith. So so just, just reading it that way, great faith, weak faith, strong faith, little faith, growing faith. Just, just saying that, it tells you that there are different levels to faith. So an honest assessment 
is needed if we want to grow in any of life's endeavors, and that also includes if we want to grow in, in our ability to receive healing from the Lord, then we need to grow in our level of faith and the amount of pressure that our faith can be exercised against in the circumstances of life. So let's examine some of these levels of faith talked about in the Bible today. Let's start with great faith. The New Testament mentions great faith. What is great faith? And how can I tell if I operate on the level of great faith? Here it is, Matthew chapter 8. We've mentioned this before. Let's go back to it. Um, and this is the uh, centurion, the, the um, military man who uh, was able to uh, have his servant healed. And listen to his great faith. And verse 5 says of Matthew 8, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, verse 7, I will come and heal him. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, this one go, and he goes, and to another one come, and he comes, and to my servant do this, and he does it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found, watch this, such, there it is, great faith, not even in Israel. So he says to this, this military man, this centurion, he said, you have great faith. Why? He said, you don't need to come to my house. You don't need to touch my servant. Just say it from where you are. And I believe if you just say it, my servant will be healed. Jesus called that great faith. What is great faith? It needs no physical touch, but believes the word of God, period. Now, you know, let's get real. Not a lot of people are there, but you can get there even if right now you have, as we'll get to at a later lesson, a weak faith. You can grow in your faith just like your muscles can grow, okay? So what is great faith? You believe what God's Word says without any physical manifestation. You just believe it. Jesus called that great faith. Now, now here it is again, Matthew 15, 21. Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Verse 22, Matthew 15, behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, verse 27, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Wow. Let it be to you as you desire. And uh, the, her daughter was healed from that uh, very same hour. So here's a, a woman from Canaan. She was not a covenant person. She was not a Jew. And um, 
And she cried out to Jesus to heal her daughter. And what did Jesus say? Well, you're not a covenant person. You're not a Jewish person. The Jews have a covenant with God, but you don't have anything. And see, her answer amazed Jesus. She said, well, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. So even though, here's what she said, even though the Jews, sure, they have a covenant of healing. And and you're here on behalf of that covenant. But you know what? Even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. She was calling herself a dog, but she said, you know what? I might not be a Jew, but I ought to be able to receive what you have for your covenant people. And Jesus thought that was amazing. And he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Wow. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. He spoke it. She believed it. She had great faith. What does great faith do? It simply believes the word of God alone. It prays and then believes that what God says is true. He or she then speaks only what they believe about their healing. That's great faith. Great faith doesn't need any outside help. A person with great faith believes the word alone, believes the word, period, believes the word of God is enough, right? Okay. You say, well, well Pastor, I'm not there yet. Well, well, I don't have great faith. Well, well, start where you are, right? Start believing and acting like God's word is true right where you are in small things. When a sniffle comes, uh, when headaches come, when a joint pain comes, when you pull a muscle, whatever it is, believe God for it to be healed simply because of the sacrifice of Jesus without depending on anything but the clear, simple word of God. Pray, you know, that's what I do. Jesus said it, and I love this. Uh, Matthew 21, 22, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Or Mark eleven twenty four, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive. And you'll have. See, 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 exercising faith in God's word alone. Again, let me say it, and you'll hear me say this a lot. I started out believing God for a cold, and a flu, the cold, whatever. I remember like October of 1976, a cold hit me, and it was a real serious cold, and I was stuffed up, my ears were stopped up, my nose was stopped up, and, and, uh, and it was just really a, a big challenge. And, uh, you know, I heard about faith. I heard about the fact that God answers prayer for the first time in my life after having been to church all those years. And I said, I'm going to start doing this. And you know what? It took me a bit, but I got a, I got healed from the cold. And then I started on anything, a cut, an abrasion on my skin, um, you know, a joint pain or this or that. You know, I pulled a muscle in my back. I believe God for that. Start with things that aren't life-threatening. If you do that, even though you see, you think you have little faith or weak faith, your faith will begin to grow. And one day, if you keep doing that, your faith will grow and you'll have great faith. Now, I've been doing this for a long time. This is my 40, I'm in almost 47 years of walking with Jesus. Back, um, oh, what, 20, uh, 23 years ago, um, uh, July 23 years ago, that's July of 2000, uh, I hurt my knee. I forgot what I was doing, but I hurt my knee. I've always exercised um, vociferously and, uh, you know, a lot. And, um, and I've, you know, I, I, I work my body quite a bit. In fact, uh, I just, 
I heard um, uh, I heard Lester Sumrall say this one time. He t- tells his body when he's tired. He said, "You be- better get up and keep up with me. I'm gonna leave you one day." Well, that's the way I feel up my body. I, you keep up with me, body. So anyway, hurt my knee, and it was really bad. In fact, it was so bad it was swollen, and I could hardly bend it. And uh, see, I know how to exercise faith because I've been doing it in much smaller things that didn't hurt nearly as severely as this knee. It would just not bend. And the moment I put it on the floor, it hurt and hurt badly. Well, I laid my hands on my knee and I said, Lord, according uh, to Isaiah 53, Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24, and along with Exodus 15, 26, you have promised we have a covenant of healing. And I've done something to my knee. And Lord, I ask you to heal my knee. And Jesus, you said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I ask you to heal my knee, cause all of the origin of this pain to cease and cause my knee to be completely well in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it and you will have it. So I said amen that day. That was the latter part of July, the year 2000. When I finished praying, had the pain subsided and it quit? No. Had the swelling gone down? No. Did it still hurt? Badly. You know what did I do? (laughs) I believed I received my healing. See, faith stands in the gap. Faith takes the place of what you don't have, but that God promised you until it shows up. Faith takes the place of what God has promised you, but you haven't yet received until it shows up. So every single day, every single day, my knee hurt all the way through the end of July, all every day of August, all 31 days of August, uh, all 30 days of September, all the way up to mid-October. I had a, I had a missions trip to Siberia, of all places, scheduled uh, somewhere around October 14th, 15th, the year 2000. And see, I, every day when I got up, what did I do when I was walking by faith for healing my knee? Every day, instead of saying and telling people how bad it hurt, I would tell God how much I thank him for honoring his word, answering my prayer, and healing my knee. You have no faith if you have no words. Words and faith go hand in hand. If I never talk about it, I don't believe it. So every day I made it my job to say, Lord, I believe I receive my healing. Ouch, ouch, oi, oi. I would go for a walk. I even jogged. And when I jogged, it felt like a dagger was going through my left knee. It hurt so badly. But you know what? I never said anything but, Lord, you promised Faithful is he who called you who also will do it. You promised to heal me. You promised to answer prayer. I believe I receive. Faith takes the place of what I don't have until it shows up. So, Lord, thank you for healing me in Jesus' name. And you know what happened? No kidding. I mean, all of August, all of September, and then right almost to the middle of October, and it was like the day before 
uh, was to get board a plane, head to Siberia. I think this time Susan actually went with me. We were getting ready to go. And the enemy kept saying, see, you're going to be like the peg leg man you see on the movies years ago when they didn't have medical things we have now to help. And he's walking with a straight leg. And and, and, and the Lord, the, the devil showed me a mental image. So I'm walking, you know, into the airport and I'm hobbling along one leg straight. My knee won't bend. And I'm just making it along a little bit at a time. Get on the plane. See, I had this mental vision, no kidding. It was from the devil. And, and so I'm sitting down, plopping down in the seat, and my leg won't even bend. And, and so my leg's up in the air, and I'm sitting down in a chair, in, in, you know, in the, in, the, uh, in the airplane, and I got an aisle seat. I usually get one anyway because I'm so tall. But my leg's sticking out straight, and I said, shut up, devil. I believe I received my healing. Y'all, the day, listen, listen to this. The day before I was to go to Siberia, I got it that morning. And when I got out of bed, my leg, my, my knee was completely healed. I could bend it. The swelling was gone and the pain was gone. I got up on the floor to get up to go to the bathroom when I got up first thing in the morning. And you know what? <laughs> I was there, was, there was no pain. It had com been completely healed. You know, there is the test of faith. In fact, Psalm 105, 19, speaking of Joseph, God promised him that he would be a leader in his family. And it says, until the word of the Lord came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. There is, my friend, the test of faith. The enemy, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll hold us to circumstances if he can. Hold us to feelings if we can. But if you can ever break loose from feelings and circumstances and thoughts and believe the word of God in the face of contradiction, my friend, your life will change. And see, I've had these kinds of experiences. God healed my knee. I've been healed of so many things that way. See, God honors his word, but that is great faith. Don't start there. Start with something small. Start with something that is not life-threatening, and your faith will begin to grow. Again, great faith believes what God's word said, period, with no props, with no outside interference. It looks at the word of God where God promised healing, believes it, receives it, and thanks God for it until it comes. When we come back next time, we'll look at some of the other levels of faith. I hope you have a fantastic day. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.